Can we take a moment to celebrate all of the amazing things that have happened as a result of this quarantine? Not the least of which is that we are living in a fucking meme renaissance. But this is what we were talking about. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day on one of the one of the podcasts. We were like, I can't wait to see how much shit comes from this content and other like creative oh my God. stuff. But like, did you see the one I posted of the cat on day ten? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely I, ridiculous. I'm gonna put it in the links. And also, have you seen? This is important. Have you seen the one of the woman at, at home? No. in quarantine the illustration you gotta send that can we put that in the link i've never felt so per- personally attacked so <laughs> attacked oversized cardigan <laughs> how dare you drapey shirt without a bra and christmas pants <laughs> <laughs> all of which i'm wearing right now <laughs> that is absurd do you think somebody's spying on you do you think there's an illustrator across the window from you across the street i do like looking at you being like god quarantine must be <laughs> It must be so hard right now. So it's probably probably some kid's art project before they got shut down. Welcome to Take Me to Coffee. This is a mentorship podcast for the digital age. For anyone who is looking outside the box for inspiration. And knows just how important a great mentor can be. From movie stars to blog writers to a digital concierge. In this day and age, we have something to learn from everyone. So, this is your weekly chance to get personal with people who've been down the road before you. And soak up a whole lot of inspiration from every corner of the internet, because God knows we can't soak up inspiration from anywhere else right now. I'm so glad you started the episode today with... A positive. You're right. There's a meme renaissance going on, and that is exciting and terrifying. <laughs> Why terrifying? Because it's a new language. Like we're we're only speaking in memes now. You know, it's like we've we've lost, <laughs> we've devolved into this into another subculture of only speaking to each other via memes. That's so true. And I've been doing. I mean, we've been. I've been doing this for months on text threads and things. Like the text thread will yeah. only be like gifs, all gifs and memes. Yeah. And it just makes it just I I howl of laughter every time I see something new. And also, like, why didn't we buy stock in TikTok? Oh, dude. TikTok has fucking blown. Our, one of our former guests, Audrey Treschke, who is like this renowned historian and author of like the Mughal Empire and Indian history, has gotten so hard into TikTok. And so she sends me TikToks now. And it makes me that's another thing. That is another thing I have really been enjoying. Like my nerd ass academic friends finding TikTok and like getting real passionate about oh, it. Oh, one hundred percent. Our friend our friend the other day sent us a you know, she lives in the the banking world mm-hmm. and she's like at home in her house with her kids and just like making TikToks. Just like TikToking it up. And I'm like, <laughs> that's fucking phenomenal. And she's like really digging into it and like challenging people. To do yeah. like TikTok challenges, it's, it's really fun. You know, something else that's happened in the last week or two that's been so phenomenal is, I mean, I just don't know, you know, how true this is for anyone else, but uh, I have gotten to meet some amazing people because of the the work that I'm doing with the technology and theater and also just my like history as an activist, mm-hmm. some just being connected, particularly through my Summit family. Yes, yeah. shout out to Summit. Hey-o. Some people that I had never met before who specifically are working in the artist and activist relief space that are so cool. And we might actually get a couple of them to come on the podcast. Hell yeah. Let's talk to everybody and anybody. We got nothing but time. Let's get nothing but time. Corona apocalypse. I was just saying this to my wife the other day. I was like, I was like, 2020 is pretty much a wash for me. Like, can we just yeah. skip the 2021 already? already? Can we just like, can we just like be done? <laughs> We're only three months in, but can we just be done oh, with fuck. it and, and skip yeah, the 2021 seriously. already? Just symbolically, like even yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd take course, a new year, I, I know you know? We need to, I know we need to get through this and, you know, everything's pretty bleak and dreary right now. But like, there are so many great positives. You know how they're doing the things on TV now, like NBC and some CNN, they're doing like the the daily, what's it called? Oh, like John Krasinski just started the the Good News Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like a daily dose of Good News Network. Like, it's good news. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a, there's a small part of me who wants to like, you know, I, I saw like a group of Muslims, a group of Muslim men from a mosque in uh, Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. doing like their best to deliver food to those uh, less fortunate at this cool. time, and like kind of tossing bags in car windows, That's amazing. you know, with gloves and masks and the whole thing on, um, and feeding people, and it's like visages of hope and just be- the beauty of like yeah. humanity coming out in in most people. My friend Julia Johanos, who's an incredible actress from CCM, she's like yeah. heading up coordination for meal delivery for yeah. like Meals on Wheels type stuff right now. And like it's taking right. up all of her time. And I was just telling her last night, I was like, I'm so inspired by you. And I feel, I don't know if you get this, but you know, I my impulse is always 
I'm a, I'm a helper, right? I am most comfortable yeah. when I can help. No, me too. Absolutely. And Absolutely. my impulse is to jump in everywhere. And I have to actually keep just reminding myself to focus on this little area in which I can best help, yeah. right? Because of right. my knowledge and right. stuff. But I definitely, I'm like, where can I go to help? What can I do? <laughs> it's so true. I, I mean, all I want to do is like, I'm a giver. I want to go out. I want to donate. I want to volunteer. I want to do all these yeah. things. And we just, you cannot do that. I can't do that to my family. I can't do that to the people that, you know, I'm potentially going to be around. You no, know, but there are ways to do it. Like, what Julia's doing is all from home. She's not going anywhere. Exactly right. Right. Uh, but I'm saying like physically, like I'm yeah. more like, a, hey, listen, yeah, I'm get true. my hands in there. I want totally. to touch everything. And now I'm kind of having this like, uh, like kind of come to Jesus, if you will, of like, you can't do that. You actually do that. have your don't, hands tied. Don't go help. Right. Exactly. Literally. Must yeah. be a weird feeling for you because I feel like you are not a, the kind of person that necessarily usually accepts that sort of sentence, you know, in any yeah. version. Oh, absolutely. But I'm, you know, like I said, like it's so hard for me to just sit in the house and worry about other people and <laughs> what I could be doing and things like that. Like I really, yeah. I really want to get out there and fight the good fight with these, with these healthcare workers and all these other people just because that's just, that's just who I am. You know, I've yeah. always been that way. And I, yeah. And I want to continue to be that way. So big ups, big ups, big ups to all our people on the front line out there. You guys are doing amazing work, and um, I laud you. Snaps, snaps. I'll tell you what. Snaps. You know, while we are still stuck at home, just with one more yeah. amazing thing that I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, um, there's so many cool experiments going on online with theater people trying to make digital content, um, yeah. and we've started uh, collecting and sharing them out through the Broadway Unlocked Network, like on Instagram, specifically on Instagram. So this is, by the way. If you are hosting anything that's cool, mm-hmm. that's theater-based, but has gone online, get a hold of us on Instagram at Broadway Unlocked, DM us, and we will put your your stuff out through all of our social media networks. But I've gotten to go to like a quarantine drive-in uh, movie showing and like trivia party that's so fun, and a Friday night fright fest. And Adam Linson did a crazy live cast musical concert out of London last week uh, from like yeah. with fifteen different people, and it's just an exciting time, I think, and it's gonna that's gonna significantly change our industry. And I know we don't have to cover much of that because we've talked our heads off about it on this podcast, yeah. but yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's it's cool. And it's fun to also see, you know, where like we've got a bunch of stars and people holding benefit concerts and things from their living rooms and right. that's really cool and stuff. But like it's also like the people who are not you know, who aren't stars, right? Yeah. It's also the people who are just creating cool stuff yeah. and like experiences. Like I said, the drive-in movie theater idea is so fucking cool because it creates that sense of community, yep. but it, it keeps you, you know, obviously physically distant from someone, but yep. it kind of gives you that, you know, weird uh, insight into an experience that you probably haven't had in the last few weeks. No, totally. I was telling my brother, my brother lives in Oregon for all you listeners, um, in case you're curious about my brother, who's the best. But also sometimes the worst, but the best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've all got those family members. No, no, he is actually the best. And his yeah. he runs a restaurant and bar up there, so it closed. You know, he was like kind of looking at, I think we talked about this, what do I do if this doesn't reopen? They've gotten one of the three places in town back up and running for takeout and growlers. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him on the f- phone the other day, and I was like, Ryan, I'm going to start tagging you and some of this stuff coming out of the theater community. I was like... Why don't you do like Wednesday? Because all the students are coming back, um, right. I guess, into town, basically, for the university, even though all the classes are online. And so I was like, these kids are going to be there. They're going to have money to spend because, you know, they got parents money and they need a sense of community. So make a happy hour Wednesday or something with Cloud's Place. Offer a discount like to go burger and growler and then do a pub quiz online through Facebook Live or something like through yeah. the, the restaurant's yeah, yeah. page. And he was like, oh, that's a good idea. And I was like, yeah, OK, so. I start tagging you in all of these things that I'm looking at because that way you don't have to reinvent the wheel and, you know, can just sort of figure out how to do it from, you know, the front lines here in New York, all the front lines of creativity. I'm hearing all (laughs) kinds of horror stories, people having like, oh man, we're going to do this like little speakeasy. Some dude in Brooklyn got arrested the other day for having like 15 people at a speakeasy where they were like drinking and gambling. Right. And it was kind of a rotating cast. I was like, what is fucking wrong with you? It's just not worth it, man. What is wrong with you? It's just not worth, dude, just come on. Because those 15 people can infect... I know. Hundreds of thousands of people. You're like, come on, you fucking idiots. You idiots. Well, I, for one, cannot wait to celebrate with a big, frothy beer with you when we're actually able to leave our apartments. Yeah, exactly. But we can actually (laughs) clink it. Let's like, once this is all like kind of on the, on the backside and we're like really in a good place and we can actually get near each other, let's do a fucking live episode yes. from a bar yeah. <laughs> and just be like, hey, listen, we haven't, be, we haven't seen each other for a long totally. time or a coffee shop. Sorry. We're going to be at a coffee shop yeah. <laughs> that serves alcohol also. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna actually be together and it'd be weirdly like have you seen love is blind have you have you watched no this i have not crazy weird no experiment Listen, i know a I little bit it about reality. it i thought it was just reality tv show like at first yeah and it is a reality tv show but it is one of the coolest psychological experiments really? that i've also seen because they base it a lot more in science than oh. in actual reality tv it gets a little reality towards the end once you like get to the things that happen at the end i'll yeah. blow it up for anybody hashtag no spoilers um <laughs> But the science behind it is actually quite brilliant. Well, speaking of TV, we have uh, an amazing guest uh, today who has her own TV and quotes show on the internet. Sarah Dandeshi, a.k.a. Ask a Concierge. A.k.a. Ask a Concierge. I wasn't actually on this interview. I know. The inimitable Jess Ryan took over this interview by herself. And I'm interested in what you guys had to say and what I missed. I can't wait to hear the episode. Yeah, I know. You would have really liked it. It was yet another conversation. So this was recorded in week two of quarantine for both of us. She's in L.A. You know, obviously we're here in New York and she's a travel expert. Um, And so she was the head concierge for a long time at a very famous hotel in L.A. In 2015, she won Best Young Concierge in the World, which is super cool. Say what? I know. Okay. Shit. But coolest to me anyway, and the reason we asked her to come on is that she's made over 200 travel videos covering sort of all the best there is to eat, see, and do in Los Angeles and around the world um, because she has a background as an actor. And so she managed to like combine these two passions into a really successful business for herself. Um, I'm so down. I cannot wait to hear this thing. I know. Oh my God. I'm so excited about this. So we spent the whole time, we took our cue from your question uh, that you asked the Broadway husbands last week, which was like, what's next? And we spent nearly the entire conversation talking about like the nuts and bolts of building something like that um, mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur and as a creative and then and what she thinks is going to happen in their industry because clearly the travel industry is about in the same, uh, you know, same situation that the live performing arts is in, which is just... Absolutely. I mean, it's all service-based and it's it's all based on gathering customers, you know? and Yep, totally. Anyways, I can't wait to get to this episode of Sarah Dandeshi. I am so excited to hear everything about it. If you guys have any questions for us, don't forget, head over to Twitter and follow us at TM2C Podcast to leave us a video ask question for any one of our wonderful upcoming guests. And God, we've got some good ones. I can only imagine. We're going to learn during quarantine. Let's all build our businesses. Building booties and businesses. That's what we do. And sometimes <laughs> we're building both at the same time. Hey. Fitness gurus. We hope you enjoy this episode of Take Me to Coffee with Sarah Dandeshi, a.k.a. Ask a concierge. And I will. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you holding up? Uh, it's fine. I mean, yeah, it's it's fine. I, I had to let coworkers know that they weren't going to be coming in. Yeah, that sucks. For at least a solid week or so. So that's it's just it's just it's very weird um it, it's just looking at the long-term economic ramifications that really are kind of that's what i'm curious about that's the emails i found myself sending this morning and the meeting i had earlier was uh, i just feel like in our industry everybody's being so reactive which i of course understand but like we have a we're about to have a major crisis in the arts on our hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've got to reinvent a new economy and all of this stuff. Yeah. So it's like sending emails to pull like a bunch of people together from different sectors that are not just artists. You know what I mean? People like in the private yeah. equity and so, so we can get a sense of like what we can actually do now to start addressing yeah. the problem that's going to be mm-hmm. facing us in two or three months from it's, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, and it's just, it's, it's weird. If, I mean, for me, I was never concerned with getting sick. I'm like, whatever, I'll, I'm not concerned. Um, But it was more of like, obviously not wanting to pass it on because I feel like I was like, oh, if there's anybody that's going to be asymptomatic, it's going to be me because I'm like, I just know how my immune system is. Right, right. Um, And then also being around it, you know. Um, But then really it's just, it's all been about like the actual like economics. And I kept, I've been telling people since the beginning of February, I I knew in the beginning of February because like I was um, part of a, two conferences that were going on, one in India and one in Italy. And I was like, 
guys, this isn't going to happen. They're like, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I guess I'm the only one that reads the news and understands things, <laughs> but okay. I was going to not put this in, but now this conversation is too important oh, to put in. No, it's all good to put in. So so I'm going to take a quick second to catch everybody up that's listening. So okay. this is actually oh, a really- sorry, yeah, we just win it. No, no, we do that all the time, actually. We, I prefer the episodes to be that way. So it's good. Um, So this is an exciting episode because it's literally the take me to coffee, right? We have coffee with like people who are- mentors and are great at what they're doing. And um, Sarah and I uh, share some mutual friends in Los Angeles, um, but we've never actually met in person. And we've been talking about going to coffee forever. And we tried to meet up. We were at an event, same event on the same night with Summit one time, and but we've not ever met. So this is like actually a coffee date proper. It's not just for the podcast, which is so exciting. It is. I know. We finally are getting to like to have an actual conversation. We're just recording it. No big deal. Exactly. It's <laughs> fine. So we tried in the intro to explain a little bit about what you do, but no doubt you're going to be able to tell everybody, you know, a little more succinctly and and, and better than us. So so what's what, what do you do in your life? <laughs> what do I do? What I, The proper question is, what don't I do? <laughs> better, better. Yes. Sorry. Um, so my background is, you know, I've worked in hospitality for 15 years. And uh, as a hotel concierge. So uh, actually I've worked in hotels for longer than 15 years, but as a concierge for 15. Mm. And uh, But I also have a film and TV background because what ended up kind of leading me to the hospitality industry was uh, looking for that day job. That tracks. And so, (laughs) yeah, right. Makes sense. And uh, and so, yeah, so for a very long time, and that's why I figure I share all of this because I think it's so um, relevant to... Mm the people that um, listen to your podcast is Mm -hmm. my working in a hotel was very much a day job and I just happened to be really good at it. And, uh, but I also had a background in film and TV. So I would, I I was definitely very comfortable with a camera in front of a camera, editing videos. I've done all of that. And it really was about goodness. It was about seven, eight years ago that I was actually taking a writing course Mm. to do a a web series, a comedy web series, so completely different. (laughs) And uh, the, which people were like, wait, what, what you did comedy? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, So we were working on a web series, but in the meantime, the instructor was like, everybody should do a vlog. And I'm like, oh, and he's like, think about something that I'm like, oh, <laughs> think about something that you're like an expert in. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I like to work out and eat healthy, but I'm like, I, I'm not that guru. Like, right, that's just right. Not what you're looking for. No. And it's like, that's not, no, that's it. And I'm like, well, I mean, I talk to people on a day-to-day basis and I tell them, I tell them what to, to do in Los Angeles. Like, maybe I just focus on that. I mean, I guess I'm kind of an expert, <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and that was literally how I went into it. I was like, okay. So I ended up recording a couple videos, uh, vlogs, like did them on my computer, super, super basic. They actually still exist online that people oh can gosh. see them. I wore a scarf and I look like this like flight attendant. People are like, <laughs> what is that look? And I'm yeah. like, I was trying to go for professional. And they're like, lose the scarf. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, fine. Geez. Uh, So I I ended up doing these videos and people really loved them. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So it just got me thinking that it's like, well, maybe there's like something to this. I pulled the name out of a hat. I called it Ask a Concierge. I obviously social media was big, is big. um, And I was growing pretty quickly on Twitter and even Facebook. And, and I was like, you know, I think I can really do something with this. And, but if it's going to be video and that is what I have a background in, mm-hmm. we need to take this to the next level. I can't just keep doing it on my, on my computer. Like, right. I, we can do more with this. Right. So luckily, I mean, the great thing about living in Los Angeles also, I mean, even if you were in New York as well too, is that you have a lot of people that, that want to create content. They want to create, I mean, now we say create content, but at the time, you know, they're aspiring hiring filmmakers or or they want to work in yep. the TV industry. So there are people that are just like, hey, I'm just like hungry to work, even if it is yeah. on a super, 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 super low budget level. So I was really lucky just being able to use what we have here and uh, worked with uh, some great videographers and editors. So from the start, after like the first couple videos, like we really just were like, I want the video quality to be up there and top notch. And, and it was. And so I think that that really kind of set it apart from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now that's actually like 
that's my main source of income. I I work with amazing brands from Marriott, Hilton, um, cruise companies. So obviously very much travel related, which feels weird to talk about right now in the middle of this coronavirus um, pandemic. But it's been so liberating because I was just really able to basically marry my two worlds because for so long it was like there's hotel Sarah and then there was like acting Sarah, sketch comedy Sarah, stand up Sarah, which only lasted like three times. So that's not a big deal. But um, she still existed. Who's three sets? There are three sets. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, Sarah, stand up Sarah. <laughs> for good reason. Yes. Uh, but but it's it, but it was all and it was great because it was like it's married these two worlds. And now I speak at conferences and I'm, I'll never forget. I was actually speaking to a group of doctors and I'm like, first of all, I'm like, how on earth am I in a room speaking at a conference for doctors? Amazing. And I had this moment of like tapping into stand up Sarah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I was like, well, this is kind of an easy crowd. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, exactly. But it was like, wow, everything that I've done has led me to this moment. I'm now speaking in front of hundreds of people, you know, mm. I'm doing live TV, national TV and, and things that where I think about, oh, my experience of just being on set, which was great and certainly very, very, very useful as far as understanding cameras and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But, you know, I was I did the Kelly Clarkson show a couple months ago and I remember getting out on stage and I have like a whole live audience and yeah. I'm on camera and all of a sudden I'm yeah. like, wow, I'm glad that I have the experience that I have because – I feel like this would probably shake a couple people, but it's, it's, yeah, you know, and it's like, that's why there's media training, right? 100%, 100%. So it's been this really cool and liberating experience. And, you know, I, I've found like, wow, my voice, it's, it's my voice. People are chiming Mm -hmm. in for my voice. It's like, I don't necessarily have to hide behind a character or play something else. It's, it is my voice. Now, obviously, is it, Am I mindful of what I share? For sure. Do yeah. I do I self-edit? For sure. For sure. <laughs> you know, it's a version but, of you, right? But it is exactly, exactly, and it is like it's a version of me and a, a a role that I play, and then very much understanding that. But um, I just can't stress enough just the opportunities that I've been able to get, you know, and the brands that I've been able to work with. And it's, I mean, it's kind of like this new world that it's like, okay, yeah. I didn't necessarily get to book a commercial with Robitussin, but Robitussin yeah. paid me like I did a commercial for them it's and so I got to great. do it. Yeah, right? It's so That's it's amazing. so cool. So it's it's one of those things that I always tell people it's like find your voice. Like find like everybody has something that they're unique at. and I know that it can be tough. Mine was very much a happy accident. Mm-hmm. And I always I always kind of say that cuz I mean even going into it I was like, yeah, I guess I'll call it ask a concierge, sure, whatever. <laughs> Like, okay. And and so, yeah, it's sometimes just in those, those moments that you just have to keep trying stuff because it's the happy accidents are the things that are the, the moments that can really make a difference in your life. Yeah. And here's, so this is such a great thing to talk about because, and I think I get asked about it a lot and you've brought it up. So I am imagining you do too. I get asked a lot, like how, how do I, by younger kids, like how do I do everything like you do? Right. Yeah. And I, I think that the, it's a good question. It's a hard to answer. Very. uh, Because it just takes fucking time and persistence. You know what I mean? But maybe the wiser version of that question is like people are inclined to just separate and and go one way or the other to say, all right, I'm not booking the acting gigs. I'm just going to become a concierge in your case or, uh, you know what I mean? I'm this or I'm that and I can't be both. And I think in both of our cases, we just kept saying, don't know what how it all goes together, but I'm going to keep, I am this person that can do these, you know, multiple skills. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I remember when I first, first moved out to LA prior to that, I had been living in New York and I'd studied at the Lee Strasberg school. And so I came Mm -hmm. out here and the Lee Strasberg school out here had just launched a film program. So they were actually doing, they were, they, they had people that were filming and and all that. And so I was like, cool. I, and it was a short lived program. And I think I was maybe in the second or third class. And we were only a class of three people. Oh, wow. But I said to them, I was like, well, I want to do something different. I don't want to just do the film program. I want to do half acting classes, half film classes. And they're like, cool. Okay. So they worked with me. But I remember talking to a family friend who is 
or kind of was um, a film producer and he did, he's done a lot of major, major films. And I remember him specifically saying to me, he was like, you have to pick a lane. Right. And I remember very, and this was 2005 to give you an idea of a, not mm-hmm. to tell people how old I am, but uh, no, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I mean, it's 2005. So it kind of gives you an idea as far as where we were in the world and like compared to social media and, and where we are now. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, I was like, that is the, I remember thinking that is the worst advice that he was <laughs> that and I'm like how could you tell me that I I just in my mind I'm like how can you not take a holistic approach right. to to what you want to do because right. they all work hand in hand like understanding the editing process is going to make me better in front of the camera because I understand right. what you can work with to right. uh, to filming to to everything and I remember being like well, whatever. To me, it's like knowledge is power and I'm going to just educate myself in all aspects of it. And I push through. And now I laugh because it's like, well, he's not really doing movies anymore. But the <laughs> people that are, <laughs> I mean, but the people that are, you know, like, or that the people that are creating content, like they are the people that are well-rounded, you know, or, or yeah. at least able to understand like the whole they get, they get and they see the big picture of it. Right. And so they tap into all of that. So, you know, it's hard. It's just, it's, I mean, how do you tackle it all? I mean, you just, you break down what you learn on a regular basis. I also say, give yourself deadlines. If you give yourself deadlines, it's amazing how quickly you'll learn something. Cause otherwise you just put it off. You're like, Oh, next week, next week. But if you're like, no, I told everybody online that I'm going to have a video out on Monday. Oh, Yes. Yes. Shit. I got to yes. get a video out on Monday. I got to figure out how to do it. Yes. So, I mean, that's that's a great way to just make yourself learn. I figure maybe that that sort of cultural belief about picking a lane or that, you know, a jack of all trades is is not uh, valued. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think it's just easier. It's a lot easier and a lot less work to do one thing because oh, for sure. to do multiple things well, you've got to put that, I mean, truly those 10,000 hours have to go into everything, right? Yeah, of, of course, of course. But, and then of course, the way that I see it is like, okay, well, if you take a, just such a weird, this is, I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> you could take a stock portfolio and as everybody, you know, it's like, you want to have like a variety. Diversify. Uh, diversify, diversify, exactly. So it's like, yes. and it's, we all know the phrase, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So why would you ever apply that to your career? It's also crazy that we're having this conversation right now, but I just feel like it's so, it's in the air. There is this weird uncertainty. Right, right. You know, to think about using this time as leverage. You know, I said- Oh, totally. So I, in full- Full disclosure, I work part-time at a hotel still, and um, just because it was really, really, really wanting to make sure that um, I was economically, like, or financially um, stable to move on and just, like, full-time do what I do. Yeah. And- Smart. Yeah. And also also because my brand was so much a part of it, so it's like, Mm -hmm. well, how- I don't need to rush to get out of it. I can still be there part time. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. that they were they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to cut hours and this and that." And I was like, "Okay." And in my mind, I was like, "A, I don't particularly want to be there. I don't really want to be around people that have been uh-uh. traveling in, nope. in full in full honesty." And then the other thing is, I was like, "Cool. How can I use this for leverage?" Perfect. I'm gonna hit up all the local news stations, and I am a travel expert, and I will mm-hmm. try and do the news circuit. Do local news? Does it pay? No, it doesn't pay. But at least if I can get a couple of these under my belt, wow, I'm having that experience to Mm -hmm. do it. I'm putting myself Mm -hmm. in a different position and it's coming out of this slow period in a a very different place and just kind of like maximizing it. It may not be financial, but hey, we've all worked in this industry long enough. We've all done a lot of free gigs. We're not above it. So it's like, all right, I'll I'll take it. Are you, I am having, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't qualify it as a difficult time, but it's complicated to grapple with because I feel like I'm also in the middle of that same situation where I've been working in this on this thing for like seven years that people didn't really understand what I was yeah. doing. And so it was a little like, oh, whatever, cool. Jess does some really cool stuff. And now, like I published this tech theater guide that's been shared and viewed hundreds of thousands of times in the last two days. Awesome. And it's complicated because like, 
did I would I like to trade away the coronavirus for like people kind of getting into what I'm doing? Yeah, I would definitely like trade it away in a of heartbeat. Course. You know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like this is the reality of the situation. So it's like right. exactly. you can't change that. But what you you can nope. change is how you respond to it. And that's and right. that's the only thing. I mean, I've been a, a huge believer. It's like just always once once I really had that like talk with myself and kind of acknowledged that that was like what how I should approach things. It's like focus on what you can control. Uh, it changed things for me tenfold. I uh, because in in doing the in doing and building my brand, I was also like, wow, I'd love to do a TV show, mm-hmm. and so that's why again, like keep the the quality up. So that people can actually envision it, and maybe you can use the, you know, the content and put together like a sizzle, whatever the case is. And I did have a, a development uh, deal several years ago, and I remember being so excited. I'm like, yeah, this is happening. Also, if you've never had a development deal, it's like you're like, it's like a oh huge God. next step. And w- I mean, for those that have had them, yeah, how many of them actually come to fruition? Actually, pan out, yeah, <laughs> not many, but it's like it's a big deal. Like totally. when you get to go through it, and I remember. I like kind of paused on creating content and it was this whole, it was like, there were a couple of things going on that year. I was also again in a, in a way to sort of like leverage and raise my credibility. Uh, there was this competition you could say for the best young concierge in the world. So I figured mm. I was like, okay, well I'll scale back from doing videos. Let me focus on this competition because I need to win this competition because mm. Mm. Not for me. I don't need it for ego, but I need it because I'm building a brand and I need that feather in my cap for my brand. So I kind of, I had focused on that. So there was an interesting shift. I ended up winning best young concierge yes! in the world. Congrats. Right, Holy go, shit. go for the gold. Yay. Team USA. Um, but, uh, and, and then after that, I was like, wow, cool. Well, I got this. But like this, this development deals like there's nothing happening. So what the heck? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think also from having a big high and then just like things not going anywhere. This is totally normal in this industry that I don't know if a lot of people talk about as much as they should. But like there is an ebb and flow, and sometimes you have these amazing high oh highs, and then like things kind of go back to normal, and then you're like, oh my god, what? Do, like, is anything going to ever be good again? And you know, you it's it's right. a mental struggle. So I ended up putting myself in an online entrepreneur class because I was like, I know I'm going to have a tough time mentally. This is a quiet time. It was like from like November to December. It's a quiet time. I'm going to put myself in this online entrepreneur class and really like focus on like just like reexamine everything. And during that time, I really figured it's like you have to focus on what you can control. I can't control the development deal. Like there are so many, so many factors. You're too blonde. You're too mm-hmm. tall. You're mm-hmm. too whatever. It's you know, right? You're, you're too sophisticated. Okay. Um, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. You know, it's like there's always there's always totally. something. Um, you're yeah. too qualified. Oh, I'm too qualified now. Uh, That's cute. Good. That's a cute one. Someone just tell me what I should be in yeah, your eyes. Ex- right. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, okay, I can't sit here. I mean, obviously, from years of of acting and auditions. I mean. Definitely, we know that. We know that we can go to an AT&T audition mm-hmm. and it's like we can look around the room and it's like, wow, there's literally everybody of every shape, size, color, background, whatever. Like they don't know what yep. they want. And so you can't take it personally. So I was like, okay, I can't necessarily control the development deal because it has to pass through so many people. But what I can control is what I put out there. Mm-hmm. So let me go ahead and commit to doing two videos a week. We'll make them short so they're manageable. Yep but let's do them. And I did. And I did 110 videos that year. And my social media skyrocketed. Right. It's that Casey Neistat. Yeah. I mean, it right? just was like- Vlog a day. Exactly. And it, it was hard, but it took planning. And it, if you plan and you schedule it accordingly, it's not that difficult. You know, you just, you get mm-hmm, into a rhythm mm-hmm. of it. And it really made a huge difference. And then, you know, then the year after that, I was like, okay, I want slightly longer videos. Maybe we'll do one a week. You know, and so it, and then it's changed because it's now I get paid to do many videos and it's just a different format, but it really set myself up for success to have this background. And I learned on the fly as well, too, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. How do you do everything? I gave myself a deadline and I had to freaking figure it out. out. Exactly. Exactly. Just roll up your sleeves and you're like, Oh my God, this isn't glamorous. And that I think that's the other thing as well, too, is that a lot of people just 
they see the end product or the end the end position mm-hmm. and they don't see all the years and the times and oh like, my god I mean, the number of times i've like fallen asleep on my computer at like two in the morning as i'm trying to like finish editing something totally. like this or well, whatever it is like the things that we do and it's it it really takes blood sweat and tears and, and people have to be okay doing the work and if you if you're okay doing the work then it's amazing what you can get done that consistency thing with social media i mean i just we hear it all the time echoed on this podcast. We were talking to um, Ken Kubota, who is a cellist, Juilliard Uh trained cellist and a big YouTube star. And literally all he did was, uh, this was phenomenal. He's got this this series called JHM Jams that's every week, twice a week, like you were doing with your videos. And he's like, look, I just thought to myself, musicians are, we already get, do these um, like sight reading jams just to keep our skills fresh where we get together and we play a piece of music. So it's like, well, what if I just record it? And then I'm going to, I'm going to give myself this deadline. Like you said, I'm going to put them out twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. He's done it since 2016, has never missed a one of them. And they're so simple. It's just one camera in his living room with his little flags and all these amazing musicians every week. And like you, he's doing deals with like the Corcoran group here with like real estate that's for sale and all kinds of shit. It's amazing. It is amazing. So it's like if you really just kind of hone in on what you do. And interestingly enough, it's certainly in my case, and you can also look at his case, sometimes the simpler the idea, the better. Dude. Not sometimes. Every time. Every time. (laughs) Broadway Unlocked was uh, about to start hosting these salon dinners this month, which are these like brought in all these incredible partners, this high-end PR, you know, company for real estate that needs to show off these $6 million apartments. We had the wine company that is incredible, that my friend does a lot of work for to do the wine tastings. And of course, it it brings business folks and artists together, extraordinary business folks and artists together around a table for a Jefferson dinner. And it got canceled, of course. Uh, And so, so we last week or no wait what day is it yeah I know wait I don't know what day it is it is Thursday it's th- it it is this week Tuesday oh okay so uh, this weekend I was like Emily I have this like software an enterprise license for this awesome like live switching software for live streaming on the internet but you can switch like a TV oh, studio cool. so you, it's so rad oh. I was like why don't we just try to do like a little mini salon dinner online Tuesday night and see how it goes and I'm usually really prepared when I do this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but because I had written that tech guide out of nowhere the night before, and so I was fielding all these requests and, wow. and then I had a podcast to get out. I didn't really get to prepare for this. So I like really went in like down and dirty on Tuesday night. She emailed me today that we're going to be included on a major, major press publications list of gather online gatherings during the That's coronavirus. That's amazing. Like this teeny tiny short list, but it's literally the simplest thing I've ever fucking done in my entire exactly life. right um, but <laughs> like i don't do simple. no but that's what it is <laughs> no. that's like where you just like really have to just stop overcomplicating things and it's in the simple things i mean it, like i thought nothing of it when i started doing these videos i'm like well i'm a concierge who's gonna want to know about what to do in la right oh uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah ha ha now ha now but at the yeah. time i was like nobody wants that like People that live here, they don't want to oh know. God. And like, it's such a small group. I'm only going to be targeting travelers. And so uh, it just goes to show you sometimes like the gold is in the things that you almost over, you overlook and that's right there in front of you. That's so funny because even I look at, I like look at your um, Instagram for your murals when you take oh, photos in yeah. front of the murals I I, in LA because I'm like, ooh, I want to go see yeah. that. Oh my gosh, I love those murals. Yeah. And that also, that too, by the way, that too was like a happy accident. I was supposed to meet up with a with a friend. She was a travel blogger and um, as well. And I was like, well, we could either just meet up for coffee which is cool. We like coffee. But I was like, yeah. but yep. why don't we like get a coffee? But you've got a camera. I've got a camera. Let's like just do like a mural, like a wall crawl and just take photos of each other. Mm. And then we can hang out, get to know each other and get and yes. create content. And then we can have photos because we know how to take photos Love of it. each other. It's like a walking meeting. 100%. But working. We did, we did that. And then, so that's how we got like a bunch of great content at the beginning. And then one of them, I just started dancing. And she caught it on video. <laughs> and then I remember having this video and being like, this is me dancing in front of a mural. Oh, do I share this? Do I share this? And I remember like being Ooh, like, yeah. oh, yes, do I there do it? it? And then I, I was like, you know what? Like, who cares? Like, l- I share it. It bombs. Tomorrow's a new day. We start with another post. Like, it's not mm-hmm. it's not something that's going to like lit haunt me. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm saying something like totally. horrible. So I was like, let me just try it. 
and see if, how people respond. I put it up there. People loved it. Yep. And people all the time are like, can we see more of your dance videos? And I'm like, oh my God. Oh. Like, how am I dancing? I'm the concierge that also dances in front of murals. How did that happen? But again, it was just from trying something and then not being afraid to share it. I think so many people, especially when it comes to social media, they're so afraid. They're like, oh gosh, what am I going to, like, I want it to be perfect. Is this okay? Can I do this? You know, and they, they sit there and they, overanalyze it so much that it, what is it analysis paralysis that they end up not doing anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm like right. it's social media like people have like the they're going to remember it for 10 seconds and then move on if you're lucky it go you more people like it but just try mm-hmm. it and see how people respond even the other day when i did I, I did good day la and i'm like wow i have to talk about the coronavirus on tv um what? Like I, I talk about happy (laughs) things. I talk about positive things. Like this is something serious. I'm not a doctor. Right. Like, like I have to now be a verified like source talking about something that's huge. Oh, -hmm. oh my gosh. Where people are really listening. listening. Right. But then I also, I, I then thought about it and I also gave myself, you know, permission because I was like, oh my gosh, but like, what's going to happen? Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing or give the wrong advice or like maybe mm-hmm. there's something that changes mm-hmm. in the news because it's changing so so rapidly. And I was like, you know what, Sarah? Think about it like this. Think about it like your social media. It is changing at such a rapid pace that whatever you do for five minutes at 9.15 on Monday mm. morning, by two, the time Tuesday comes along, people have moved on. It's great that you get the yeah. opportunity, but like take the pressure off of yourself and go yes. deliver what you know at that time and and know that it'll be okay. Nobody's going to come back and be like, oh, I found this video where right. she gave this advice and like it probably wasn't the right. best advice. And it's like, okay, chill out. Like <laughs> nobody's going to do that. So it's really kind of understanding that audiences are far more forgiving. Especially, especially online. Especially online. Especially online. So uh, so it's like, that's always my big thing is like, don't let that hold you back. Just try it. Like, again, who cares? Who cares? It, a post doesn't do well. Oh, woe is me. Next day, try something new, you know? Like, totally. And that's where you, you find your voice is that you just like, you play. And how cool that you also have like instant, you get instant reception. Whereas like when you think back before, right. especially if you have more of that TV film background, you know, we're thinking about TV shows and what they have to do and like, how are the, what are the audience like ratings and this? And it's like, oh my God, don't even worry about that. You get real time feedback. And then what happens? And you iterate. Guess what? You're you're in control of the station. You're in control of the network. Exactly. You just change it tomorrow to what does work. And I figure like for me, once I got my head around uh you know, the fact that online content really rewards less polish and less slickness and more honesty. I was, my thought about it always is it's kind of the reason like I'll, I'll get on this podcast in my, you know, pajama shirt or whatever, or we always say this is the only explicit mentorship yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm a potty mouth, yeah. you know what I mean? And oh, my my partner, Andrew, and I, we make poop jokes yeah. all the time. And like, that's the thing that's great about it is, you know, in my normal day-to-day life, when I go into a meeting, I've got to wear, f- well, whether I have to or not, I don't know. But I do. I have to wear four-inch heels. So I'm taller than all the men in the meeting. So I exude authority. And when I go to an audition, right, I have to be perfect. And there's all of this <sighs> yeah. stuff. And like getting to make this, and like you just said, getting to be yourself, yeah. getting to switch gears and just be in control of the station exactly. and saying I am enough is such a pleasure. I it's love it. It's so, so great. It's so and and you're right. I mean, it's the number of times that as much as I also, you know, going back to what I said earlier is that I really wanted to stand out and stick with quality when it comes to my videos. Um, mm-hmm. I do agree. And there would be times that were a little bit challenging when I would be, would be like, wow, we just shot and filmed this amazing video that looks so great. You could, pl- you could see it on TV. And then I take a video of on my iPhone of me dancing in front of a right. mural and that gets more <laughs> engagement or just me talk, talking, whatever. Yeah. And sometimes it would be a little bit of a challenge because I'm like, wow, people tend to just respond to what's less polished. For me, in my particular case, I was like, I still want I have like a long-term vision. So I was like, that is a worthwhile investment. Um, But cool, vary it up. And then I remember when Insta stories first came out, game changer. And it was funny. And and I had people say, they're like, they're like, wow, you're, you're great. You're polished. You have like such a great presence about you. And they're like, but then we started watching you on Insta stories and they're like, 
you're freaking weird. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, great. Perfect. But they were like, but they were like, no, but that's what like makes that's amazing. The, but they were like, that's what makes you so endearing. Yeah. Because at first they were yeah. like, oh, wow, she's like so perfect. And I'm like, oh, I'm so not perfect. And uh-huh. those that know me know that. I'm not, or and and don't definitely don't think that way. And I'm klutzy. I'm messy. I'm 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 a. I, they call me tornado at work because I come in like 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 a whirlwind. Like oh god, I got it. I just came in. And, you know, it's like oh look, here comes a tornado. It's amazing. Like, but people don't see that. They see the polished pieces, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like okay, yeah. cool. I understand PR. Like, I understand what to put out there. Like, I get image, but like, yeah. but yeah. that's where it was such a game changer and. That's what I love is that you can show all these sides of yourself that you can show. And then I think because of that, because people would see the behind the scenes or like what really, what really happens or what it really takes. They then appreciated the polished videos that much more because they're like, yes. oh, oh my we God, see yeah. like how you've put it together. <laughs> but they're like, but you're just like me. You're super weird or whatever they're, they're thinking. Yeah. It's your version of the Us Weekly oh. like feature. The celebrities are the just celebrities like us. celebrities are just like us. <laughs> Exactly. Well, it's true. It's so, I mean, so, I mean, because that's the whole thing. Like when it comes down to social media, whether it comes down to travel, whether it, it just comes down to just the world that we're living in, it's the human it's the human connection. I think so So often people get caught up in like mm-hmm. what things should be. But at the end of the day, and that's the reason why I just, I share and I'm an open book because I'm like, there's no way whatever I'm thinking Whatever I'm concerned about, whatever I'm going through, whatever I have a hang up about or I'm embarrassed about, any of those thoughts, other people have. Yeah, totally. So because it's just part of being human. So I should, I, why be embarrassed? There's no reason to be embarrassed because it's just human. Have I been dancing and fallen on my butt in front of a whole group of people? Yep. But you, Me too. you exactly. But you just pick yourself <laughs> back up and you go with it, you know. Or else you yes, can sit there and exactly. be mortified. I mean, and there are mortifying things, but then you also you're like. We all have mortifying stories. And then you move on. On Take Me to Coffee, <laughs> we ask people to send in questions okay. so that it's a coffee date for everyone. Sure. And we have a good Ooh, one that we got okay. um, that's sort of like in this vein. It's really fun. It's from Benita Robledo. And she wants to know what song would you say best sums you up? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, that's interesting. Because I also have, there's like a thing that I have with my friends that a song will come out and they're like, this is a Sarah song. And I'm like, cool. Oh, so this is a really oh, good question. Oh, this is a really good question. <laughs> but I, so it's like, but that's why I'm like, what one song? Walking on Sunshine. Oh, that's so um, From the 80s. That's like such a, like, such a Sarah dance song. Um, Justin Timberlake's uh, Dance. What is it? What is it? Mm. Oh, oh my gosh. Why am I like? Yeah, exactly. For sure. My so- I have a couple dance videos to that for sure. Those would be two that would really sum me up if I could choose two. That's really good. <laughs> I love it. Because it's like, why not? How do you, so how do you flip the switch since you do still concierge at like a very fancy hotel yeah. and we're talking so much about like who you are and your real life? How do you flip that switch between you know, what you get to do on your videos or maybe like, let's say in your Instagram stories and when you go in to, to be in front of that team. You it's know? interesting because the, are you talking about like in front of the team or in front of guests? Or get, I mean, in front of guests, like as a leader of your team and for your so guests. So I just keep it really real. And I've mm. really found that people respond to that. I mean, so I I used to work at a five-star, five-diamond hotel and things were very, it it was so polished, it wasn't authentic. And now I work more Mm -hmm. at like a four-star hotel. And and I also think even with the timing, like even in the past five years, travelers and what they're looking for, whether it's high, high end, middle, high end, middle of the ground, Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. looking for authenticity. So I think there's Mm -hmm. been this, beautiful kind of like just the way the times have been is that people want me to be more authentic. That's so awesome. I'm not going to go like curse in front of them or do that. It's, there is a polish. <laughs> to right, it. right, right, right. Whereas before where I might had to, I, like if people would ask me about something that I maybe didn't like, I'd be like, oh, well, that's all right. But, but maybe consider mm. X, Y, Z. So I don't actually say it's a bad thing, but you kind of like guide them in a delicate way. Yep. Now it would be like, yep. you know, 
Honestly, I'm not a big fan of that restaurant. Their customer service is terrible. Their food is inconsistent. But what I would suggest is maybe to do something like this or this, or if you're in the mood, you know, yeah. so where as opposed to being so polished and positive, this I can add right. a little dose of reality. And all of a sudden it gives you also more credibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So long as you're providing an option, it, it, people, yeah. they work with you and they appreciate you. It's one thing if you're like, no, and nothing happens. You know what I mean? Then they're, they're, they're like, okay, well, what, thank you for just shutting down my idea. I have nowhere to go now. Um, but if you're like, eh, I wouldn't maybe, I wouldn't do that, but I would suggest this. People go with you and it automatically gives you this authority. So yeah. I mean, we're just living in a time that people just want you to be real and they, they appreciate that over – maybe it's also from the videos. They appreciate that over being super polished. We got another good question about concierging. Hi, I'm Steven. And I'm Brett. And we're the Broadway, Broadway husbands. husbands. And our question is, what is the most outlandish or inappropriate thing that a guest has asked you to do for them? Ooh. Ooh. Um, I remember being – gosh, it's you know what's so funny is that when you've been doing it so long, you kind of become numb to crazy. Isn't that weird? Like <laughs> you kind of – It's probably for the it's best, probably, it's, right? it's definitely for the best. So it's like there are definitely times where people come up to you and they ask you something ridiculous and you're just like, really? Not today. Not today. We we have <laughs> – I have been around the block way too many times to be amused by this. Not cute. Um, Amazing. But at the beginning, I think I found far more shocking experiences um, or seemingly so. But I'll never forget mm. uh, a guy. He was like, so I want you to go get uh, lingerie for my girlfriend. And I was like, Really? So I had to go buy La Perla lingerie and like they gave me the sizes and oh this. My God. And then, because sometimes it's not even, and some people might even be like, yeah, what is that really even a big deal? But then the conversation goes, but then make sure it's not thong, but panties because she's on her period. Oh, sure. Oh, and then can you also pick up organic tampons? And I was like, what? Yeah. That, but the fact that somebody was so willing to share that. <laughs> and then, I, and then I remember at the time being like, organic tampons i was like what what like why is she oh, worried funny. about <laughs> organic tampons i'm sure dirtier things have been up there <laughs> and, then like, and then i'm like oh my god i don't even use organic yes. tampons and i was like is this a threat to my womanhood like should i care and i'm like oh, whatever don't think about it just go get go get the lingerie and the organic tampons and be done with it um and i was young too i was probably like 25 oh so i was also like I'm 24, like, and I mean, a 24 year old, like, getting like La Perla lingerie for somebody seems so risque. Like, now I'd be like, Right. I'd be like, Yeah, sure. What do you want? You want black, red, white? You want, like, I mean, like, (laughs) you you want a tassel? Like, I don't, you know, now it would be totally like, Oh, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, you you can't, you can't surprise me, you know? But at the time, being so young and naive, I was like, Oh my God, they're sharing so much information with me. Do you think that's a power play in any way? Like, they're just doing that to someone? No, I, it's kind of like if people, it's not a power play. I think it just really is. It's like people, when they have enough wealth, they're just used to people helping them. So they're just like, their inhibitions, like are, they're not. Because you're all, you have to share all that information if other people are executing on your behalf. So people just, they're, Uh. they're not really embarrassed about it because it's like, well, this is what I have to get and what I, need and so yeah it's amazing like i almost find like the wealthier they are the less the filter that that they have Uh, Um, that's so interesting because they're just like whatever get it done for me they don't care i'm like all right good to know well i'll tell you what as we round up this conversation this is a little on the fly but we're realizing i think i'm we're gonna label all these episodes like corona apocalypse oh yeah yeah yeah, for sure ask a concierge because so much of the conversation is around this And so I'm also starting to kind of end these episodes with the same question because it keeps coming up. In your industry, what do you think the future is as a result of what's happening right now? Or or what do you see coming down the pipeline as a change as a result of this? What what happens in, in the travel industry? It will bounce back for sure. That I'm I'm not worried about that. In different it depends on it depends on the cities, it depends on um 
I, I and I think it'll it'll bounce back too because like everybody's been, will have been cooped up for so long. People will kind of like be like, I gotta get back out. Gotta so, go. <laughs> so it will bounce back as far as a whole, like the travel industry as a whole. Um, it will, I think, also clear out the low hanging fruit, you know, those that weren't maybe doing mm. as well, maybe they will end up mm-hmm. making different changes and and moving on to different industries, um, be it small mm-hmm. businesses, be it independent business owners. Uh, so I, I definitely feel that that will happen. So it's like mm. the cream will rise to the top as we kind of mm-hmm. get through this. Um, but more specifically, and I even kind of hesitate to say this, but I also really just like to operate from a place of complete truth. Um, Certainly like the concierge industry, which has been one that's been struggling for quite a bit in recent years, just with Mm. technology and are, is the position necessary? And I mean, automation for sure. And, and absolutely it is. But I mean, the the experience that you get from a good concierge person is, is invaluable. Um, Mm -hmm. But not all concierge are the same. Right. And some are really awesome and some, they need to brush up on their skills. They just need to. And mm-hmm. and I always say to them, it's like, when you go and you do your job, whether it's a concierge, honestly, whether it's any job, you're not just representing yourself. Mm-hmm. You're representing where you work and you're also representing your profession. So if you are working mm-hmm. in an industry mm-hmm. where your profession is like, like, uh-oh, where do we see the future of it? It is your responsibility to be the best that you can be because every time you Mm -hmm. do a stellar job at what you do, you are now ingraining and exposing somebody to the value of what you bring to the table. And that value of you is not just- No pressure. No pressure. But the value is not just you, (laughs) but it also is a reflection on the profession as a whole. So there has been a lot of like, people have been a little wary as far as like moving forward because they're really trying to merge kind of front desk and concierge. Um, Oh. So I wouldn't be surprised if in smaller properties or um, properties that might be like three star or or lower that they would merge that. It'll speed up the process that they're merging that. So um, mm. we will, it'll still be at, at high end properties, but in those lower end properties, they're just going to be like, we're going to, we're, positions are going to be cut. So being specific mm-hmm. to being a concierge, I think we'll see a lot of places will cut the concierge position. But um, but I also think in other professions, there might be skeleton crews for a while, but it will bounce back. Right. Um, maybe not right. quickly, but it will come back. I agree. And I feel like we're so grateful that we're getting to have these conversations with our guests, people like you in this um, context. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. It's turned the podcast into something else entirely. But to be able to be making a piece of content that we're already sort of, you know, have under our feet, we know what we're doing, and to have it turn into a way to connect people across industries in the ways that they're responding to this and how they frame their job in light of this has been extraordinary to hear about you in this context. So Tell everyone where they can follow you yeah. online and how to get involved with what you're Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. Thank you. So uh, you can totally find me online on my website, which is www.askaconcierge.tv. You can also find me on all social media platforms as Ask a Concierge. So that'll be on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn is Sarah Dandeshi. <laughs> Goodness, I'm all over the place. So, um, but yeah, you can you can also just Google concierge Sarah, and there you go. That also works too. It's you. I lo- that's like Madonna shit right there. You're like uh, concierge Sarah. Uh, yeah, that's me. right. And like pretty cool because like Sarah's a pretty common name. So concierge that's Sarah so is like baller. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming. Thank on. Thank you for having me. Guys, it's just me by my lonesome today. This uh, pandemic has really (laughs) fucked up our (laughs) podcast process. Emily Ho is busy uh, teaching online uh, fitness courses, which you should check her out, by the way. Um, And Andrew couldn't be on this interview. So it's just me. You know, that's okay. It's all right. We'll get back to normal someday. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I I have to admit that I am and I'm really enjoying these conversations that are coming out of the 
coronavirus fucking disaster. In a way, sort of, I mean, I've enjoyed all of our conversations we've ever had, but I don't know, this sort of like, this has forced everybody to get on their toes and kind of really think and and, and verbalize out loud um, new ideas and new thoughts and forward looking. And it's made these, oh, it's made this podcast really fun to make in the last couple of weeks. Also, it's just a great break from the nonstop stress of being quarantined in New York City. Uh, I know we always say this, but seriously, you guys, I want to know what you're working on. Uh, I want to know what you are. Are you hosting anything? I want to know if you're hosting anything creative online that we can help tell people about and send people to. So let's do this through Instagram, I think. Um, But please tag us in anything that you're up to. Um, If it's a relief fund you're heading up, if you're donating your services in an interesting way that might, you know, inspire someone else. If you're hosting a creative get together that's live streamed, any of it, we will uh, happily repost all of that stuff for our TM2C fan. And don't forget, go follow Sarah Dandeshi. Ask a concierge. That's A-S-K-A-C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E. You definitely want to follow her. She's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Her Instagram is, in particular, super fun to follow. And she's got lots of good backlogged posts. And if you're looking for cool places to go see in Southern in Southern California, definitely head over to her Instagram and follow her. Uh, and you can follow us at TM2C Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Ask questions for upcoming guests. Tell us about someone cool that you know that you think we should talk to in this quarantine coffee club of ours. And that's it for this episode of Take Me to Coffee. I can't believe I have to do this by myself. That's okay. Now it's your turn. One, check out new episodes every Tuesday on your favorite podcasting platform. Two, for special bonus content, including being able to see Sarah Dandeshi and I's quarantine outfits, join our coffee club over at Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash TM2C podcast. Your contribution helps us continue to make this podcast for you, with you, and completely ad-free if you are over on that Patreon feed no one tells us what to do three download these episodes and leave us a review so that we can emerge victorious from the quarantine podcast land i'm jess and we'll see you next week then you have magic